Hello, and welcome to another episode of Ones Aren't Fun. I'm your dungeon master, Liv, and we last left off with Havelock leaving the island of Elkin after gaining the requested information from Talia, the Wire. He was approached by a pair of marines who held up a wanted poster, asking him questions he didn't care to answer directly, but half-heartedly promised to help in the search for a wanted person. Settling on sailing to the next island, Havelock was leaving with a unknown new passenger on his ship, the Flying Marlin. He was rather unaware of the being for a fair bit of time until she finally made herself known. Cassie, an ASMR navigator and artificer, agreed, to, agreed that remaining on her, on her new friend's crew was the best way to avoid going back to Velkin and interacting with Marines. He informed her that he was making his way towards a possible lead or even the location of an item he was intently keen on finding. Uh, Cassie then offered her aid as the ship's navigator, to which Havelock was greatly appreciative. Uh, now as the Flying Marlin's navigator, the day found itself reaching a peak as Cassie caught sight of what looked to be a ship. In a subtle act of cowardice, Cassie remained on the ship while allowing Havelock to journey on board alone. In a short series of blunders that may have been avoided, Havelock ignited the ship on fire, being only to gain a small prize he couldn't decipher. Cassie was able to make out parts of the note, which led them towards Moonlit Isle. We now rejoin our dangerous duo as they continue their journey. So you guys continue throughout the day uh, traveling. You go ahead and fall asleep. You wake up the next day. Nice, early. Have luck. You're kind of used to the fact that Cassie is not, you know, like as early a riser as you are. Um, and so you guys wake up about the same time. And for the sake of brevity, because I do want to get to this little encounter for you guys, um, we say that the next couple of days of travel are great. You have a nice tailwind. And you guys get there two days earlier than you thought. As you reach the island, um, there's a... Uh, with, like, hours before you reach the island, you notice a, uh, a, a fog slowly building around the island itself as you uh, uh, make your approach. Um, Cassie, since you are the navigator, go ahead and give me a perception check. Oh my god, a 16 plus 2, 18. Awesome. So you, uh, you don't see any, uh, like, functioning docks, um, off in the distance through the fog. You do see a single, like, um, harbor, um, like, straightaway, as if, like, even even whenever it comes to things, uh, this looks more like the type of like um, plank uh, walking system for like a a lake house. Like it's not designed for 
a multitude of ships, and it's not very well put together. But through the through the thickening fog, you see a singular uh, outcropping of a of a dock setup that you guys can can rest your ship at as you make your way um, into this kind of dark looking. Um, island that you are encroaching upon. Do you say anything to each other as you make your way? Well, this looks like the perfect summer home. If you're an evil mastermind. (laughs) But it gets us on the path that we want to go, so... Well, Cassie, uh... I got some business on this island. Uh, you can come, you can stay on the boat. Whatever you want to do. I'm not going to force you to follow me. Give me a. Give me an intelligence check. Nine. Four plus five. You, as you think back, as you're, you're sitting oh, there. I'm sorry. Four plus three, seven. Okay. Uh, so even better. As you sit back and you, you're like, you're approaching and you're kind of going over your maps, you realize because you've never been to this island, your maps are incomplete. They are not nearly as good as your father could make. Um, mostly because he's so well-traveled, so... Going onto the island, being able to get some topographical information would behoove you to, it would behoove you to join Havelock, if not for the sake of keeping him alive and not lost, but to get a better idea of the island itself. So, how are we doing time-wise? Is this close to the time frame of what the hidden message said, or we still got a little bit of time left? You are able to um, surmise that because of your strong tailwind, um, you were able to get here a few hours before the supposed drop time was supposed to be. I will accompany you, but I strongly recommend that you finish up your business a little early. I found something interesting on that piece of paper, and and I think we might want to check it out. Oh, yeah? Do you want to show them the paper? How much time do we have before you have to meet up with uh, your business partners on the island? Uh, well, <laughs> funny thing is, I don't really know what I'm doing on this island. I, uh, I came looking for... Uh, you know exactly what it is. He showed you the note. Uh, you know, a devil fruit. So, uh, 
as he says the devil fruit, you remember that the, the piece of parchment that had the information on it mentioned devil fruit. But I, uh, what, I don't exactly know where. I don't even know if it's on this island. Could be on that other island. Do you know which devil fruit you're looking for? Well, um... So, Havelock has a devil fruit that he wants. Mm. He does not know what devil fruit is potentially on the island. He just knows he is looking for a particular devil fruit. Right, I asked him which one Okay. he was looking for. So, yes, you know the name of it. Um... I'm looking for the, uh... Oh, let me, let me pull up the actual name of it so we can get the name right. Okay, so it is the... Uh... Um... The Beast Devil Fruit Model Ape, or Gorilla. Depending on your terminology and which one I want. So, the, and the parchment didn't reference specifically... Um, it just said where and when. Give me a general intelligence check. Actually, a history check. This would be a history check. Five plus five. Okay, no, that's enough. So you know from just general information about devil fruits, um, one, they are exceedingly rare. Yes. Two, especially the beast devil fruits and anyone that is... Uh, uh, in the Zoan type of devil fruit, which is the beast and animal uh, linking um, devil fruits. And three, you also know that the majority of people who have devil fruits or are not eating them but trafficking them do not know what they do. So most of them just reference devil fruit, um, but not necessarily uh, a particular type unless it's one that is that has been made infamous amongst people. Um, so... Well, let's, uh, let's look over this sheet of paper before you, um, disembark. You might have some information that'll save you some time. Okay. So as you pull out the paper, there, the words that you saw are gone. Okay. Now on this piece of paper, it shows a rough sketch of the island, the location of this dock, and an X somewhere on the island. You being the navigator that you are, you can kind of judge distances, scale it up, scale it down, so you can figure out how far away you are. Um, and... It also has some other spots on the map. Go ahead and give me an intelligence check to see if you can figure out those notations. Terrain, perhaps. Intelligence? Yeah. Ten plus three. Oh, actually, you're you're using your navigation skill, so I would say survival. Ten plus two. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> um, so... From what you can tell, it's not quite terrain. It's more don't go to these areas. 
You don't know why the map says don't go to these areas, especially with it being so crudely drawn. Um, but the X is in one of those areas. Of course it is. <laughs> huh. That's odd. It seems to have changed up a bit since the last time I looked at it. So I'll lay it out. You remember before where there were these words in different languages? Yeah, the ones I couldn't read. Yeah, so it, um, it basically said that there was a devil fruit that would appear at a specific place at a specific time. Yeah, are, are we close to the time? We're about four hours out. Well, what are we waiting for? We gotta hurry then. So the, this parchment's changed and now it's turned into a map. Perfect. You can read maps. Yes, this isn't one of my maps. I can kind of get the gist of what it's saying. And it's warning of different areas of um, places not to go. You see this X right here? Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that's where we want to go in the middle of an area that we probably shouldn't go. So, well, I don't know if you want to... I have to go there, so... I don't know if you want to try and, I don't know, maybe hire some people to help, or... No time. I mean, we could probably get there in plenty of time, but... Just, uh, just lead me to the, the outer edge of it, and I'll, I'll go by myself, okay? You don't have to go. Alright. Both of you give me a perception check. <laughs> One plus two. Hmm. Five plus two. Was it okay. first job? We're doing this on the boat. Yeah, you guys are on the boat. That's hence the reason why. Okay, uh, so I'm going to take this moment to say you guys don't notice the slight... Way water crashing along the side of a smaller vessel um, that is just kind of cruising on by, unheard by you guys. Um, and I'll take this moment to introduce our third player. Uh, and I need to remember to cut this part of the question out. Andre, do you want to be Andre? Or do you want to be Alucard? Or... Andre's fine. Okay, so I want to take this moment to introduce our third party member, Andre, who is playing Sinjin. Is that the correct way to say it? Yep. Awesome. Um, and so in this moment, through the dense fog, uh, Sinjin, if you could go ahead and give me a perception check. At advantage, because this is a big object that you're kind of trying to avoid. Uh, 15 plus 2. Awesome, yeah. Easily enough, you were in um, a small um, dinghy, but it's a little bit larger than that. It has its own sail. It is basically like an escape vessel. Is it a dinky dinky? It is a dinky dinky. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's it's an escape vessel um, used just... I mean, you're using it for travel, Um it is outside of its intended purpose. You know, you have a couple of oars on there so you can pedal or uh, row whenever there's no wind, but you, you're you kind of like a solitary creature. You know, you 
you're making your way onto this island where you have taken some of your informants' um, information and uh, have followed your way here to bag the game that you so adamantly hunt. Okay. Um, as you are making your way in, of course, you don't want to be disturbing any potential marks or other bounty hunters who are here. You want to be the one who's capturing these, uh, killing these beings that you're on the lookout for. Um, and uh, you see, not necessarily a large ship, but much bigger than the um, boat that you're on, um, slowly coming to uh, to a stop at the rickety port as you kind of scoot on by being unnoticed. Above you, you do hear um, some talk about a devil fruit and it's a, a male's voice and a female's voice as you... Um, as you as you move on by, okay. and you do hear the the kind of the telltale signs of like, oh, there are places you shouldn't go because it's dangerous, and you as you pass by slowly enough, you get you hear the gist of like, they're going into a place they shouldn't be going because there's devil fruits, and there is a male voice, a masculine voice saying, hey. You just take me to there. I don't want you to be in danger, but you can come along if you want to be in danger. Okay. Um. So yeah. So you're the you're going to be the first one to kind of essentially make it to shore. Okay. And um, as these two come to a dead stop at the end of the uh, at the end of the dock. Um. So as you hit the shoreline. Um, what would you like to do? Uh, I'll tie off my dinghy so it doesn't disappear. Okay. And, uh, I'll make sure I have all my gear out of the boat. And, uh, I'll glance back at the ship. Are they disembarking yet, or? So as you, uh, as you kind of made your way by and you, and you made, um, landfall, um, and you turned back around, after, uh, a bit of discussion, I mean, enough time for you to make landfall and then for them to finally decide, okay, yeah, we should get off the boat. They have now, ju you can see through the fog that there are two figures off the boat and they are now headed towards the island itself. You have about 60 feet before they get to you. Uh, all right, so I'll go ahead and just leisurely stand there looking at them like I've been there for quite a while even though I haven't. Okay. So as uh, Havelock and Cassie um, make their way down um, through the fog, um, because he's not trying to hide, you both eventually, you know, about 30 feet after you get off the dock, or after you get off the boat, um, you see a, a figure just kind of leaning on, on, a, on a dock post, waiting for you. No. Do you? No. And since you hear them talking about you very easily, they're not yeah. trying to hide. It doesn't look like a marine, so that's good. Ahoy! So, as 
you hear them say ahoy and they get up. What do they see as they approach? Okay, so Sinjin, what you guys are seeing is a uh, a male, three foot eight, with startling turquoise eyes, uh, silver black hair and gray skin. Uh, no. He looked a lot taller from the distance. <laughs> I cast a big shadow. <laughs> yeah, definitely not a marine. <laughs> oh no, you, uh, I mean, Havelock can attest, there are no marines and there are, they are not ones to be trifled with in many cases. Oh. As the saying goes, the smaller they are, the more they were picked on. <laughs> None that I've ever come across, at least. I'll reply back. Oh, there yourself. And what is uh, one such as yourself doing on such a lovely island as this? Oh, I have my reasons. But it has nothing to do with devil fruit. <laughs> ah, okay. Then uh, we should have no problems. I would like to... Uh... To see if he's telling the truth? Yeah, I would like to see if he's being deceitful. Make an insight check. Or subtly ironic. <laughs> Six plus zero. You have no idea if he's lying. You're like, man, he must be a little psychic if he knew we're going for devil fruit. There are... Uh, there are other things out here at the Devil Fruit that are uh, very dangerous. Are, are, are the two of you uh, prepared? Well, I'm as prepared as I'll ever be. I got my great axe, and uh, she's all I really need. My name's not Great Axe. I look at the two of you, and I say, uh, so I take it you're the captain? That I am. Can I have your ship when you die? <laughs> yeah. Wait, I'm I'm this other cap, uh, other crew member. Don't I get to say? I guess not. <laughs> guess he'll be your new captain then. I just love the imagery of a six foot eight human having this very rough and tumble conversation with a. Three foot eight gnome. It's great. I love it. So you wanna wanna tag along if you think it's so dangerous out here? Uh sure. Just uh, just try not to make too much noise. That I can't make any promises on, but uh I'll try. And I'll call you bait. Oh okay then. <laughs> All right, so uh, the three of you head further on in. Um, as you guys do, again, the fog is thickening, it's lingering. They're <laughs> in the distance, you hear something. You're not quite sure what it is. Um, it could be... The, the whimpering of a sad puppy or the moans of 
something else you're not quite sure it's just it's almost ever present but at the same time coming and going almost comical um the trees and the vegetation around you cling to life uh the bark dark as coal um the ground gray and lifeless uh a few patches of crabgrass sprout out around you as you make your way further onto the island um a eerie silence has come across um after the first about hour of travel um and still nothing um as you have gone further even as uh cassie as you look up to kind of gauge what time it is and see if you're approaching this time um you notice that even the sun is starting to fade to the um the sunlight is starting to fade from view as you march further and further into the island um and um the silence only ever broken slightly by these soft moans or whimpers um in the distance becomes maddening for moments what do you guys want to do Cassie, are we almost there yet? I'll uh, pull out the piece of paper and see if anything's changed on it. It looks the same, but the only difference is that the, the, the marking of where the ship was has now moved further inland, almost as if it is tracking you and not you tracking it. The ship? No, the mark of where, like, when you first landed, there was a mark, and it was where the dock was. Oh, okay. That mark, kind of signaling that that's where the ship would be whenever it docks, <laughs> has now moved inland, almost as if the paper itself is being what's tracked to the item, not the other way around. Oh, okay. Well, we seem to be on the right track. Should just be a couple more hours at the pace we're going. And then let's pick it up. Are you guys move? I mean, I would assume that you guys are already moving at a normal pace. Are you going to start moving faster, or are you going to try and keep this pace to maintain your relative stealthiness? Well, we don't I mean, go too fast and attract attention. Considering that I. Believe most of you are not wearing heavy armor, so you're not making too much noise. Studded leather. You're fine. So I can keep my silence. Yeah. So yeah, even even just at a, a at a normal pace, you're not making noise. I mean, it it would be this. It would. It's the equivalent of of like as if you're walking down a dark. You know, if you're in a dark park and you hear someone walking across the way, 
you're not really sure if they're there or if it's just sounds coming from across the park. So you are pretty sure that, you know, whatever these sounds are aren't coming towards you, but they could be. I mean, they might be getting louder. They might be wandering away. Who knows? Fine. Let's just try to hurry it up. Okay. Like creeps me out. All right. Um. Yeah. Sure. All right. So as we're going, I will grab one of my crossbows and I will uh, slice my hand open with it. I'll cast my enchantment. Whoa, there, buddy. So yeah, I so take, I take four points of damage. Okay. So what you guys see is actually uh, as he pulls out, it's a hand crossbow you have, right? Or a light I've crossbow. got two hand crossbows, two hand crossbows. and then I'll then so, have your crossbow. Are you are you putting it on the hand crossbow? Okay, yeah. So what you guys see is as he pulls it out, um, his this particular crossbow is actually uh, smaller than what you normally see crossbows being, but the um, there is a slight razor blade along the bottom uh, where the um, the bolt would sit where he cuts his hand, and as he does, the blood actually runs up that um, blade and covers it and turns it completely black to match the rest of the, uh, the hand crossbow as... Um, neither of you would know what he's doing, but um, as he does something and um, just seeing this kind of puts you you know, like on, on alert for the simple fact that he's getting ready for something. Um, Is there something we should know about? I just hold my hand down, squeezing, letting blood drip on the ground. Okay. You'll see. Creepy guy over here is bleeding himself out. Alright, so um, another hour goes by and the moaning grows in 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 um, audible sound and then begins to fade and grows and fades and um, it seems at certain points it is right next to you but there's nothing and at other times it's so far away you can almost almost ignore it um, that sounds so unnerving it it begins to have kind of a dissonant feel to it as different tonal variations of this sound begin to peak and rise. Um, and even even the what what you could once figure be either animal um, whimpers or the moans of people now begins to separate and you can hear both the moans softly and loudly and the whimpers of animals softly and loudly. Um, at this point, even though it is about midday, the only the, the, the dimmest of, of sunlight can pass through the fog um, above you, but in front of you, it is still 
visible enough for you to uh, not be hindered by the surroundings, um, but you are definitely, you are feeling surrounded um, as you continue to walk forward. So, uh, what do I call you there, buddy, when you, when you pass out? Sinjin. Sinjin. Alright, I'm, uh, I'm Havlock, and this is Cassie. Nice to meet you. Uh, just make sure to put that on our gravestones. So, uh, I'm gonna reach into my pocket. Okay. And I'm gonna pull out a, uh, an item about this, about, uh, two inches in length, about an inch around. It's a little clockwork bug. Okay. And I open my hand and let it go, and it flies up, and it emits a light as this little clockwork firefly floats through the air. Are you casting light, or are you casting... It is light. Oh, well, what spell is it? Light. Light? Okay. I wanted to know if it was like dancing lights or if it was just light. No, it's just a light cantrip. Awesome. So, um... In the form of a clockwork firefly. Yeah, it's adorable. So, this small little firefly, clockwork firefly, goes up, and... And a light that illuminates, I think it's 20 feet radius, um, illuminates. And if you would all give me a perception check, that would be fantastic. Oh, good. Now we'll be able to see our deaths coming. Four plus three, seven. Cool. Or not. 17 plus two. Excellent. What was it again? Perception. Uh, perception. Uh, four plus one. All right. So, as uh, as you stepped ahead, Cassie, to um, to kind of usher in this small bit of light, you turn back, and uh, you see Havelock and Sinjin standing, uh, kind of in awe of this little contraption you've made, and. Behind them is this gaunt-looking figure, its jaw hanging open, arms dangling, eyes sunken in, almost uh, like um, mummified-looking, but at the same time dripping wet as it, uh, as it, steps very close to uh, um, Havelock and it starts pulling back and Havelock move as you say that another figure standing similarly gone thin almost as if the skin is barely hanging on to the bones um appears from the shadow behind Sinjin and begins to make a similar sound <sighs> as it begins to descend atop um, Sinjin in his being so short. <laughs> Which isn't hard to do. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and so I would need everyone to make a uh, initiative roll. Do I have a pen? Uh, why would I have a pen? That would just make sense. 
Can I borrow a pen from somebody? Thank you. Alrighty, so. Five plus two. Two minus one. You have a minus to your initiative? He does. That is terrible. It's on the verge of turbo. Okay. It's so bad. So, um, Havelock, what was that? Two minus one. One. Alrighty. Uh, Cassie? Five plus two. Seven. Okay, and Sinjin? Fourteen plus four. Nice. Sure, gonna need it. It's okay. And that is... I already healed myself back up out of supply of minor healing potions. Because I have to do this quite often. <laughs> Alrighty, and then... That is... Okay, cool. So, um, unfortunately, because you two did not see them, you guys do get opportunity attacked because you didn't see them. Should shouldn't Havelock at least get a get an advantage roll? Nope, because he rolled like super terrible <laughs> on so his it perception. It couldn't get any better. Now it couldn't have gotten better. All right, so they attack you guys, coming down to bite you both. And Sinjin does a does a seven hit. I doubt it, but does it? <laughs> no, my armor, okay. my armor class is sixteen. Awesome. And um, Havelock uh, does a sixteen hit. Yes. Awesome. So they come in for a bite, and I dexed him. That is uh, three points of uh, piercing damage. As this uh, undead figure just comes down and takes a giant uh, nosh bite into your um, into your neck, um, and Sinjin, as you like, out of the corner of your eye, you see this uh, undead uh, like vessel come down and take a good chomp into Havelock. You spin around as the um, as the one behind you comes down to take a bite out of you and you easily dodge out of the way. Um, and so as, because you're acting so quickly, um, what is it that you do? Uh, I've got my crossbows ready, my hand, my hand mm -hmm. crossbows. Uh, so I will uh, fire one and then fire the other at you know, okay. the creature that tried biting me. Go ahead and um, make attacks. I can't do that with me having... Uh, Two up and fighting, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they're both hand crossbows, but um so what two weapon fighting allows you to do is it allows you to add your proficiency bonus to the mm -hmm. second one instead of just the um dexterity bonus. Okay. So the first one is eleven plus eight to hit. Hits. And the second one is seventeen plus eight to hit. Oh, okay, that hits. Uh, let's see here. 1d6 plus 4. Okay. I rolled a 1. So that's 5, but that one also does an extra d4 damage. So it's 2, so... So 7. So 7 okay. points on that attack. Second attack is... I rolled a 2. 
So six points of damage on that one. Okay. Alrighty, so that is a total of 13. Yes, seven plus six. 13, yeah. Yeah. Um, so as you spin around and you see uh, this um, undead creature, your instincts kick in and you pull out your second crossbow that you have not enchanted and release two bolts out, uh, both of them piercing um, in through the mouth because of your the angle and shooting into its head as it's... Uh, as it falls over um, from the force back, now dead, um, and you whirl around, quickly load your uh, bolts again, uh, ready to make your next attack. Um, because Cassie and Havelock were thrown for such a loop, <laughs> the uh, creature is going to make another attack. Um, but Cassie, go ahead and give me a perception check, and Havelock, give me a perception check. 19 plus 3. 22. Totally. 12 plus 2. Awesome. And if you want to go ahead and make one, you can. You don't have to. Sure. Um, but as you guys... 12 plus 1? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, as, as you see Sinjin release his bolts, um, the light kind of, uh pushes outwards more, and you guys see uh, six more of these same gaunt figures. He, don't give me that look. He killed one with one shot. Um, uh, six more of these strange gaunt figures. Well, technically. Um, hmm? Technically, it was two shots. With one attack. <laughs> um, six more of these, these gaunt figures, um, varying heights, um, but all humanoid in their shape, um, decaying loose skin bodies, um, some holding uh, daggers, others holding swords, some holding nothing at all, um, some wearing armor. It is hard to kind of figure out what exactly these beings were or are or what is going on. Um, so, and in, in that same moment, the uh, the undead creature that tried to bite you comes in and tries to slash at you with his um, uh, hand. And that is a two to hit? No. No? Okay. So uh, it is now Cassie's turn. Cassie, as you see, the light is illuminating. You see the seven total figures, one down on the ground. Um, what do you do? I will pull out my Dual light hand crossbows. Okay. And shoot. I will shoot at the ones on, shoot at one on Havelock. Okay. So, uh, do you have two weapon fighting? I do. Awesome. Okay. So go ahead and uh, um, take your shots. Two attacks. Plus four and six plus four. Alrighty, those both hit. 
plus two, eight total for the first shot, okay. and one plus two, three for the second shot. So that is 12. Eight, no, 11. Just eight Wait. plus three, so 11. All right, yeah. So you unleash two shots, and uh, the first one um, whizzes into the eye of this creature, um, but passes through unimpeded because after looking this up, you can totally take an arrow to the eye and have it pass through, and it doesn't kill you. Um, just a fun fact. Kind of um, good. And the other one. Or unkill you. Uh, the other one slams into the creature's shoulder, obviously hurting it an immense amount, um, but it is still up. Havelock, it is now your turn. It freaking bit me! Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would like to rage. You can rage. <laughs> I'm glad I did that at range. <laughs> he's gonna grab his great axe. Okay. And he's gonna turn around to the one that bit him. Awesome. That is a 18 plus 4. Yeah, it definitely hits. Well, 18 plus 220. Um, that's 10 plus 2, 12 points of damage. Yeah, you cleave this guy right in half easily enough. I mean, it's just bones and skin at this point. It was barely hanging on to begin with. Um, Sinjin, you now see, uh, out of the corner of your eye, the second, uh, undead figure, um, fall apart as you're, as you kind of take in the situation. There are six remaining, all closing on, closing in on you. What are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to do another attack. Okay. Another double attack, so... A nat 20. Awesome. First hit. That's with the... The magic one. Magic one. Yeah. How do you do... And, uh, so, what I do is I double the dice, because it gives you a higher percentage of damage. Uh, 10 plus 8. 10 plus 8, that's going to hit 18, yes. Okay. So the first one is 1d6 plus 4. So well, I roll 2d6. Do you roll a dice for your um, uh, and then yeah. the crimson whatever? Yeah. It's actually going to be so you're going to double all the dice, but not the modifier. So if you do the two d four, it'll be two d four, and then two d sixes, two fours. Yeah, and that'll be for any damage you do. So if you get like if you have a, a crit and it just like this, you get to increase all the dice. So Seventeen plus four, so. 21 points on the first arrow. Awesome. So on that first arrow, you see um, Sinjin point out to the closest um, undead undead being, and uh, what kind of damage is the extra damage? It is... Did you change it? Did you stick with lightning like you did last time? Oh, no, that's not what I'm doing. That's something different. That's a different... Oh, okay. Um, so it's just like extra piercing or what? Actually, do these have blood in their bodies? Uh, Does that makes them immune to blood curses. Unless I the, amplified the spell. Do the creatures have blood in their bodies? No. No, they're... They're long gone. Yeah, that, that's long gone. 
They're dusty. Probably. Well, muddy because they're wet. So, yeah. Oh, okay. So it just does the extra damage? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Sinjin pulls out, or like, reorientates himself and uh, pulls the trigger on his first hand crossbow, and as that uh, unleashes, the arrow itself uh, kind of coats itself in this black ichor as it impacts the undead creature's head and just shatters it. Um, Are you going to attack the second one? Or with your second, you're going to make your second attack? Yeah. Can okay. I attack a different one? Since yeah, that one's gone. Attack. Yeah, you destroyed that one. <laughs> Liberate. Uh, eight plus eight to hit? That hits. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so I rolled a six. That's so ten points of damage. All right. So the second one, um, without that extra oomph of your... Um, uh, what is it? The crimson. What's it called? Crimson. Uh, it's uh, blood. Uh, maledict. Maledict. Blood maledict. Maledict. Um, so without that extra oomph from the blood maledict um, on your crossbow, this one it lodges itself in the neck, um, almost piercing the spinal cord as if it were to sever that connection, but doesn't quite make it in, um, and. It kind of stumbles back for a moment, and then it continues its its onward march. Um, the the one that you struck uh, stumbles towards you and goes in for uh, a bite as its head kind of like lulls to the side. Oh, um, that's five to hit. Mina. Alright, and so then the next two um, are going to head towards uh, Cassie and hmm, uh, <laughs> one's a 17 to hit. Yep. And the other's a natural 20. No, that one doesn't hit, sorry. It, it does. That's fun. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So... You said you weren't going to use your symbiote dice. I didn't mean to. I picked it up. That's what happens. i got to organize these better. Um, no, I said I wouldn't use the symbiote dice for damage, which I'm not. I don't remember that. And I'm not. I have my pride dice, my it's gold, so I have my purple dice, my tempest, and my druid dice. All of which should keep you from dying. Oh, look at that. It did. Um, so for a total of four, six points of damage. Um, Ow. And that's the full total, like, including the crit. Like, it's, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, they don't roll well. <laughs> um, and then the... the uh, so that was what? That was three. So there are three more. They're gonna, the other uh, three are gonna, of course, go to the big meal, Havelock. And so that is a oh. 15, yep. a 12, and a 5. 12 now, 5 now. Okay, so. What kind of damage do they do? D uh, piercing and slashing. 
Nothing. No bone. No. No addition. No. 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 They're just undead. Nothing special about them. It inadvertently actually amplified it, so it does affect non-blooded creatures. Yeah. By taking the damage oh. earlier, that actually makes it to where it affects creatures a size larger than me. Oh, okay. And creatures without blood that are normally immune to blood. So okay. By accidentally making it where I can kill the undead, which makes sense. Awesome. He's an cool. undead killer. Yes. Um, so that is three points of damage to you. Okay, round half. Uh, round it down to one. one. I take three points of damage. Um... Yeah, so that is the monsters. They've all kind of like swarmed in. Um, and as you all kind of see what's going on, you see the three that have uh, come in on Havelock. One has that dagger and tries to go in for like this kind of like lanky stab. And the other one that has a sword goes down in a very lazy like slash. Can't really do that much without muscles and, you know, ligaments. So almost like... Going through the motions of what they would have done. Yeah. Alive. Yeah, as a matter of fact, the one with the sword as you, um, as the, as it comes down, you can see that there, that if it had the ability to maneuver, it would have, like, the bones wanted to move, but the blade is just too heavy for the, um, the, the bones by themselves to maneuver, um, almost as if it could have done damage in a in a devastating way and the 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 bones have that memory but they do not have the strength alone to do it um so cassie you have two monsters on you um what are you gonna do um can i use my crossbows and short range or do i need to switch um, the, the crossbows, if you want to use them at short range, you will be at disadvantage because they're right on top of you. Okay. Then I will switch. Um, I had been looking for a sword in here, but didn't find what I was looking for. So right now all I have on me is a dagger. Okay. switch to my dagger. Um, no, that does not hit, I believe. Uh, three plus four. No, it does not hit. Um, Alright. Um, Havelock, it's your turn. Okay. Um, I'll go for the, the biggest of the three. Okay, so the one with the sword, go ahead and make your attack. I would like to... I'll go ahead and reckless attack. Okay. So that means you roll with advantage. Okay. Uh, 14. 14. Just hits. Go ahead and... Five. Awesome. So, uh... As you turn around to this one with the sword, you slam your um, great axe into it, and it's a lot sturdier than what you were expecting for a undead creature. Um, doesn't quite go down, but looks like it took a solid hit. Um, Sinjin, it is your turn again. 
Alrighty. Uh, so I'll go ahead and I'll shoot at another one. Alrighty. Um, so you have the one that's on top of you. Mm-hmm. If you shoot at that one, that one will be a disadvantage because it's within the five feet of you. Then you can shoot at the uh, the two that are on Cassie or the three that are on um, Havelock. Uh, I'll go ahead and shoot at the one that's on me. It okay. It's a disadvantage. Yeah, so go ahead and roll. It's um, it's a disadvantage, so just roll twice, take the lower number. Uh, eight plus eight, hit. Yeah. It's... That is going to be for eleven points. Alrighty. Um, with that, you go ahead and has that one already took damage yet? Yes, it did. Um, so yeah, with that one, uh, you you kind of like lean back as it's on top of you and. You push your uh, your arm out to uh, line up exactly with your first bolt, and you click down, and you force the other bolt through, severing the spinal cord, um, causing that one to die. As you um, as it falls to the ground, you can now see clearly um, that there are two more on. Um, uh, Cassie, and there are the three um, behind you trying to devour Havelock. Okay. Um, you do have your last attack available. Uh, so I'll look over Havelock, big guy, if he can handle himself. She has a dagger, so I turn and I'll go ahead and fire on the one that's on her. There are two on her. Okay. I would say that. I haven't done that. I did damage to one, I think, yeah. the other. You can you can see the bolts in one of them. Okay. Uh, the other one hasn't been hurt. Okay, so I'll shoot the one that's got a bolt in it. You got it. Go for it. Uh, Fourteen plus eight to hit. It totally hits. And it takes four plus four, so eight points of damage. Alrighty. With that, you uh, again, you're you are you you are used to hunting these creatures. It is something you know what to do. You know to sever that. Um, connection to their body and their head. And so easily enough with that last shot, um, you uh, you sever the connection uh, with their, on their spinal cord and um, it falls over dead. Um, the monster's turn. Uh, so the other one is going to now, uh, going to try and bite at... At you again, Cassie, with a nine to hit. Does that hit? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. No? Alrighty. I know it's kind screen. of ner- nerve-wracking for you <laughs> with all these moans going on. Um, next None up... them good. <laughs> uh, next up are the three that are on top of Havelock. Havelock does an 18, 19, and... Thirteen hit. Yes. Thirteen hits. Yes. What? How? Jeez. You need better armor, dude. She can't wear. She can't wear armor because he's a barbarian. You need barbarian better stance. Any armor? They have unarmored. They have like natural armor. Yeah, they're they're so pumped full of rage that just by their anger that they can't be hit. <laughs> 
Obviously not. Uh, okay, so that is um, five, cut in half, rounded down two, and um, that is, uh, oh shoot, I did, rolled the wrong set. Uh, so that's going to be four, cut in half, two, and then again, four, cut in half, two. So a total of six damage again. Um, so we hop back up to Sinjin. Sinjin, you saw uh, the one try and make another bite over at um, Cassie. The other three, they are just, they are like now piled on top of him. Uh, swords, you know, digging in, getting strength, um, getting bit. Uh, Havelock is, is dogpiled, but he's, it does not look like these just bags of bones are even hindering. He's, he still looks like he's a good solid six feet, you know, of, of rage as he kind of is like growling and, and muttering to himself. Um, and Cassie is, you know, aghast at these undead creatures. So I'll shoot the one that's on Cassie. Okay, go ahead and uh, make an attack. Ooh, I might have missed this time. Six plus eight? Uh, that is, is uh, 14. No, that hits. Oh. Yeah, it just hits. Uh, nine points. Nine points. Uh, so this one has yet to take damage out. Uh, so, um, yeah, he is. You hear just this sorrowful moan come from the creature as uh, as the bolt hits him um and he he <laughs> okay um so I'm just gonna edit out that last bit um so as uh I mean you you fought these creatures before uh, not necessarily these creatures or this type of creature but you fought undead before and um easily enough you you know to uh to aim for that part that separates the, the body from the head. Uh, and so with that single shot uh, into it, it is decidedly hurt, but not um, all the way down. Okay. Uh, but that's your first shot, so... So I picked my second attack on it. Okay. Uh, 13 plus 8 to hit. Hits. And that one does 5 points of damage. I rolled a 1. Alrighty. So it's still enough to kind of just make that last little bit of, of a, I don't know, cartilage break apart and um, fall fall down dead. Um, with that, uh, it is the remaining three uh, entities' turn. Do they go before me? Yes, they do. Uh, none of them hit you with a five, a two, and a seven. Uh, so, Cassie, it is your turn as the creature that was going in to bite you, uh, falls over dead, um, kind of like, as you, like, push him off away from you. You turn around and you see three, uh, of these undead creatures, um, whimpering and moaning on top of, of Havelock. Okay. So... I, I only switched out my right 
I dropped my hand crossbow, so I'm a little thong on my waist. Mm -hmm. So I let go of it to switch to a dagger, but I still have my one in my left hand. Okay. So I will turn and shoot it at the one and half on Havelock. Well, what? How many does he have on him? Two? Three? There's three. Yeah, as you're looking at him, you see the mountain of a man uh, with one trying to stab at his, like, thigh. Mm -hmm. Another one has, like, jumped up on his back and is, like, actively trying to gnaw. And there's one standing in front of him with, like, a great axe shoved into its shoulder. Its own shoulder? Uh, Havelock has a great axe shoved oh. into the creature's shoulder. I'm gonna go after the one on his back. Okay, go ahead and make a shot. I think it's just lingering at this point. If you want, you can turn the fan off or move yeah, it over here. Yeah, it's kind of drawing out my right eye. Yeah. 13 plus 4. Oh. 13 plus 4. That totally hits. Okay. Wait, that's going to make the air super stale. Um, You should it's point it to... Okay. Oh, well, but I'm saying to get the smell away from us, you should Four plus point two. it to them. You should point the fan to them so it'll get the smell away and then it'll also keep him away. Four plus two? Uh, no, this four plus two doesn't hit. That's damage. Oh, four plus two is damage. Oh, okay. So that is six. Mm -hmm. Um, Havelock, have you hit any, uh, have you hit the other two? No? Okay. Um, Havelock does not know. Havelock is so disoriented. I I highly doubt Havelock has, is even capable of hitting things in general. He, it surprises me whenever he does anything correct. So, I will, I will assume that you have only hit the one one time. So, uh, the one on his back is not taking any damage, so... He is, um... He is, uh, while he's Continuing to moan, uh, you, you, uh, kind of in your panic state, you're not able to quite aim efficiently, and that creature is still on his back, um, trying to bite at him. Okay. Um, now I will take my dagger and throw it at him. Cool. You totally do that. Can I make a perception check to see if I notice where he has been aiming? Yeah, go for it. Since he seems to be doing a pretty good job of taking care of the ones on him. Uh, 18 plus 2. Yeah, you have just seen him aiming for the head. Okay. Uh, I, will, I will do so in kind. Okay. So I rolled a ooh, 4 plus 4. 4 plus 4? See it. Yep. No, as you uh, as you hold up your dagger, you're not really used to throwing daggers. It's not like a pastime you had. So as you throw it, it flies towards the creature, and instead of hitting the creature, it hits Havelock, but the handle hits Havelock. It doesn't really do anything to him, but Havelock kind of looks up at you, like, confused, and is like, why are you throwing your dagger at me? I have Get a great axe. your head in the game! <laughs> uh, all right, so... Havelock, it is your turn. All right. Uh, I will run.
reckless attack the one in front of me. Oh, okay. Okay, 17 plus 2. 17 plus 2. 19. Totally hits. That is 9 plus 2. 11. Yes. Uh, all right. So, yeah. So, with that last little bit, um, you pull the axe out and slam it down in front of you, cutting it in half again easily enough. Um, you just have the guy who's trying to stab at your leg and the one on top of you now. Um, what's next? Uh, oh, it's Sinjin's turn. Alrighty. So, the only ones that are still up are the one that's on the uh, I'm a captain. Yep. Alright, so I will go ahead and uh, fire at them. Alrighty, go ahead and are you going to fire both at them or are you going to see what happens? We'll see what happens, but Alrighty. probably bam, bam. Alrighty, so first one, who are you going to aim for? There's uh, Stabby and uh, Bitey. Bitey. Uh, go for Bitey. Okay, Bitey first. Is Axie gone? Axie was axed. But I wanted to ask him a question. Uh, 11 plus 8 to hit? Totally hits. 10 points of damage? Last bit. That, with, that's your, is that your enchanted one? That was yeah. the enchanted. So, um, you see this as, as Sinjin turns, uh, the bolts, uh, kind of turns completely black, and actively just shoves the entire creature off of uh, Havelock and uh, kind of, not necessarily explodes, but like causes a spasm as it just falls over, um, you know, lands uh, completely limp and lifeless. I need um, to get some bolts like that. And next one. Just a second. I just want to make sure I'm still doing everything right now. Alright, uh, so I will shoot at uh, Stabby. Okay, go ahead. Uh, 12 plus, plus 8. Totally hits. Uh, roll the 6, so 10 points of damage. Alright, so uh, yeah, with that, that one just, you know, Stabby, while he had a, a, a dagger, um, was just not as uh, well preserved as the other ones and with your um final shot you cause that one to uh fall over dead um obviously not a dagger fight yeah he brought a he brought a dagger to a to a crossbow fight um well i mean technically so did i <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so uh the 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 again the moaning returns and there's now further away, uh, but again, that feeling of just eeriness and, and unease is still around. And now you guys have kind of a, a better way of um, of feeling it as uh, you um, as you know essentially what is in the general area. Um, so. Looking back, is this the area that we were supposed to stay away from? Look at your map. 
I go, I retrieve my bolts out of Yeah, I don't care. I'm not never gonna keep track of that stuff. Um I there are there are things that I will keep track of. Um, such as like important material components to keep track of bolts actively while I'm trying to keep track of what will soon be devil fruits and will soon be living weapons and will soon be a multitude of things I'm not going to keep track of bolts. <laughs> um, so I, went, I went through about 15 to 16 of them. Yeah, you went through a lot. So, you, yeah, so, so I pull out my map and I consult my map. Your map shows that you guys are about, well, I mean, judging, you guys are much closer to the spot. You guys are, like, on the edge of where you're not supposed to be, but you are close We're enough We're not to... even there yet? Man, I shudder to think what's in the area we're not supposed to be in. Uh, yeah. When you think about it, who knows? But we will only know once we get back from our break um, and continue the adventure from there. Hello everyone, it's Liv, your Dungeon Master once again. I wanted to take a quick moment to say a giant thank you to everyone who has been supporting this podcast so far. I am thankful for all of you listening and supporting. And speaking of support, I also wanted to take a moment to inform everyone listening that as of now, the Anchor Podcast streaming app um, has allowed us to activate our listener support feature. The times are affecting everyone harshly, and this feature on Anchor allows us to be given money directly from all of you so we can invest in better equipment for better sound quality and maybe even a fancy new introduction. If you can support us via the listener support feature on the Anchor app, please, please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to us. It honestly really helps the show grow. And we hope eventually all the efforts will allow us to expand the podcast into areas that are new and exciting. So please don't forget to tap those likes, shares, and sub buttons on the streaming apps that you use as well as the social medias like Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And guys, we would love to hear from you as well. But until then, let's get back to the adventure. So... Again, the silence, the dissonant whispers and moans and wails off in the distance fill your ears uh, with the silence as you continue your march forward to your destination on the island. Um, The silence uh, ever ever present uh, as it is only enhanced by the sounds around you. Um, Another hour goes by as you finally reach uh, a small hill atop it, a um, completely black chest with um, silver accents along the outside um, with no one and nothing around it, save small patches of similarly gray-green grass Um, and the dark gray earth. I'm no expert, but that might be what you're looking for. 
Havelock, give me a... Mm, this would be a history check. Oh, and you're a bounty hunter too, so you would probably know what this is. 10 plus 1. So give me a history check as well. I seem to favor history Well, it's your history. I get to roll at advantage. I have a 19 plus 4. Cool. You, as you, Sinjin, as you walk up um, and you see this box, you know exactly what it is. It is a black market drop box. And the way they work, you roll so high, is a person will put an item in the box and assign it a price. And anyone who is connected to this box with a piece of um, enchanted paper, um, similar to the ones that you are, that is being held by Cassie, um, is given an encoded message. It does take uh, a ritual that you are not sure how that works to bond to that paper, so then you can read the coded message. Um, or you just read it. But it will give you the location, the time, and the item. Um, and it is only there for um, a set number of days. And to anyone who has it, they will be able to go and pick up that item and deposit a certain amount of money. Um, and when they close it and open it back up, the money will be gone and the item will be sitting there. But if no one comes for the item, the person who put the uh, item inside will be notified that no one has picked up the item and it will remain in the chest locked until the correct parchment comes up to it, triggering it to release the lock and release the item inside. So And so even when it closes and say it was forced open by magic or something, nothing will be inside of it. It kind of sends it to its own pocket dimension, and the only way to get the item outside of paying for it is to find some way to um, break the enchantment. So, you guys, continue your walk upwards. So I'll say that's a black market uh, drop box. How much did you pay for that? I'll look at Cassie, and uh, well. We got a, a, a paper here. You didn't pay for it. Am I a pirate? Yes. <laughs> so you guys uh, come up and uh, Cassie, are you holding the paper out? I I pull it out periodically. I oh she has it out yeah. I will pull it out to make sure that this is where we are, are supposed to be. So, um, as you do, the parchment itself, um, as you pull it out, it was a burned piece of parchment. Mm -hmm. And as you pull it out, you see, as you get closer and closer to the, the drop box, the parchment uh, repairing itself, becoming a full sheet of, of parchment. And as you come up to it, um, in... Partial celestial, partial um, other languages, uh, you can kind of make out that it says um, ownership. Mm -hmm. And the three of you hear a soft click as the uh, chest opens. Well, as, the, as it unlocks itself. 
Hand it to Havelock. Open the chest. Okay. Roll seven. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to just look around and make sure no one dead are going to creep up this hole. Cool. Go ahead and make a perception check. As you do, you open up the uh, chest, and inside is uh, what can only be described as like fur covered bananas Ew. with uh, uh, swirling, uh, intricate. Uh, designs on the outside of the fur, kind of like uh, two tonal, like it's um, gray black with uh, silver accents on it, giving swirls and moving upwards to a. Um, oh gosh, I need a color. A red stem. It's beautiful. 11 plus 1. This is my perception. It doesn't look like anything's around. We'll grab it and let's go. Or the owner of the box. Is there, is there any way for me to know what kind of fruit this is? I mean, I know it's a devil fruit. <laughs> Damn, I was going to say it that. Sounds <laughs> like a, it sounds like the description is instead of a silver backed ape. Could be, who knows. Is that what it says on the paper? It just says, you're holding the paper one. Yeah, I gave it to you. I, I, well. Yeah, he can't read it. No, I can't. Havelock can't read it. Okay, I'll, I'll read it again. It just says devil fruit. This time, this place. And it says ownership. Can I roll a nature roll? Uh, yeah, sure. Do it at disadvantage. Um, <clears throat> because it's a devil fruit. And anyone who wants to else try and identify it, the same thing applies. Um, 11 plus 3. My other roll was a 14. 18 plus 1. 12 plus 1. I rolled a 20 and I rolled a 3. Aww. Sad day. But even still, it's a devil fruit. You know it could possibly be the one that you're looking for, but you're not sure. Haven't you heard any descriptions of what you're looking for? This sounds like it's what you want. Let's get it and go. I don't want to stick around and wait for more of those creatures to come back. Or okay. worse. Yeah, let's go. Okay, so you take it? Take the box. Are you going to take the drop box too? I would leave that I there would, if I were you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you can if you want. Stuff. I'm not going to stop you. I was just curious. No Take way. a piece of fuzzy fruit. <laughs> here, put it in here. Uh, I think I'll hold on to this. Okay. It's, it's okay with you. Okay, so you go ahead and put it in your like jacket pocket. Cool. So you guys go ahead and do you like start running or do you just make your way calmly down? Yeah, you still have your little firefly light going on, by How the way. How big is this yeah. island? Uh, it took you guys about like three, three and a half hours to go from where the dock is to the location of the treasure. But I would say you probably don't know the exact size of the island, but it's not like gigantic. And what time of day is it now? Mm, I would say it's probably about like... Oh, well, you wouldn't be able to tell because there's too much fun. Yeah, that's the only reason why I had my firefly out was yeah. to see. 
But it doesn't hover like right at us. No, so it's like, it's. But even so, the fog itself is like obscuring the yeah. the sun. So you can like make a guesstimate since you were walking. Um, no, for we about know three what time we were supposed to be here. Yeah, well, it's like a generalistic time. So like you know that, and I would say I I don't know. I'll put it at like two o'clock in the afternoon. We were okay. supposed to be here. So yeah, it's still it's still there. Maybe it will send, I'll send it out in front of us a little bit more so that we can see the path we're going. Okay. Um, make a perception check as we travel down the hill. Okay. Go ahead and make a perception check as you guys. Are you, I assume you're taking the same path back down or are you going to do a different path? Well, if there's a path that maybe looks less treacherous. Give me a perception check. I have a map that tells me what areas to stay away from. Not 20. You had a map, but you handed it to Happy. And the map also shifted to where it only says ownership. No, so. it, she gave it back to he gave it back to, to her and she said it says devil's fruit. Yeah, so now and it didn't I have a map on it. But I still rolled a twenty for perception. That's super awesome. And you see a couple pathways down, but because you don't know the island itself. But I'm I mean, looking for one that looks less treacherous. Yeah, you can easily find one that looks less treacherous. But you don't know what less treacherous is, per se. Well, I'm sure the one we came up wasn't that great. And I had been looking at the map for a while. I, you, you find one easily enough, and you start heading down. I'm not saying that it's a definite thing that you're not going to encounter. Can, can I roll for recall? <laughs> I don't know what that would be. I will say... You can roll for, we'll say a general intelligence roll to see if you can recall any other details of the map that will help you find a safer path. Okay. So that I just add my intelligence. Just your intelligence modifier. 13. 10 plus 3. I will say that that is high enough for you to know that... The path kind of taking an outside uh, arch um, would be the safest one, from what you can recall as far as land masses go. Um, but it does take you like kind of like in a roundabout way. So you go further into this area you don't want to really be, and then takes you out and to the shore. Uh, Kind of leading to a more of a like a you have to go through some danger before you get out of it and you're out of it longer. Okay. And I'll send the the firefly to kind of float closer to the ground. Okay. So that we can kind of see where we're going. Alright. So cast uh Havelock and Sinjin. This is going kind of like to the left, um and Further in than the direction that you were headed or that you came up, are you going to go ahead and follow Cassie, or are you going to uh, go back the way you came? Uh, should not definitely split up the party with uh, Undead around. She's my navigator. Okay. So you guys all start heading, following the mechanical firefly. Guiding your way through 
first hour, the moaning stops. Just a soft, soft breeze to the air. Every once in a while, you still hear it, but it seems further away now. Um, <laughs> and then it grows louder. <laughs> And then it fades away. The next hour seems louder still, but not quite getting close enough. Judging from the last encounter, you're not you're not in any danger. You can you can definitely you remember the sounds and the situation. Um, as you do look around, you do see off in the distance some figures moving kind of aimlessly, but they're not coming towards you. Um, and so they continue onward. Um, That's when I whistle really loudly. Just out of nowhere? Okay, so you go ahead and let out a super loud whistle and go to be a perception check. Damn it, I didn't pick up my dagger. I will just assume you picked it up. Uh, 10 plus 1. Cool. Anyone else want to make a perception check? <laughs> 12 plus 3, 15. Okay. Not 20. Awesome. Uh, so, you and you don't see anything. You, as the, the sound rings out, um, the figures stop. And while you got a nat 20, they're far enough away just to be figures, not to like be able to see them physically turn. But all the figures around you stop. And you, in this moment, because they've stopped moving, you can definitely see them and the shadows. And there's, at first you start counting, there's five, ten, twenty-five, sixty? And they've all just stopped. And that sound, you can only assume that they've probably turned to, and they're sensing, waiting to see if it happens again. Do you guys continue walking, or do you stop? What did you do? Boy, it's what I do. Lure us into a trap? No, I kill him dead. Can't do like another six or seven of them. I do that by myself. So you're going to cause 60 plus to come rushing at us? 60? Do you not see how many creatures are over there? When she points it out, you start looking around and... 6. Oh, 20. And they're all around you. They're just... They've stopped completely. But yeah, 20, 40, 60. There's a lot. Wow. What did I thought? I will go ahead and stealth my way out of there. Alrighty. Continue on. Cassie, come on, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> 17 plus 6 for my stealth. Actually, wait, I do that at advantage. 17 plus 6. <laughs> you got the same roll? I rolled two 17s. <laughs> awesome. Uh, just so you know, if you do go stealthy, they're gonna be able to leave you behind because moving stealth is like basically half speed. Right now, you guys aren't making too much noise because none of you have, like, heavy armor. Um, 
and it doesn't seem to be bothering any of them because they're kind of all moving at like a normal pace wandering around so to these creatures it almost seems like you're just another sound um so yeah if you want you can move at a stealthy pace but it's gonna slow you down individually these other two i'm assuming you're just gonna keep walking Okay. Maybe I'm gonna maybe, start running. Maybe shuffle a little faster now. If you start running, that will it will be, be loud. Okay. Well, I'm gonna start fast walking. Okay. I will assume you all stick together. Sure. All right, and so you all start moving. Um. As you guys, you know, next hour, it's calm, nothing. Finally, that last extra 30 minutes that it took you um, to go the roundabout way, uh, it's all silent once again, and you uh, have entered the beach, and off in the distance, the fog is cleared up. Noticeably, the sun is cresting over the edge. It is now closer to 8, 9 o'clock. Uh, your little firefly comes back down and turns off, and you put him away in your little pouch. Um, you see off in the distance um, your ship sitting stationary. Um, uh, unfortunately, where, where where you left it. Um, What you see as well is uh, several other um, small dinghy-like ships um, that have arrived and are planted on the far side of the dark dock area, similarly to how Sinjin's um, small uh, dinghy is, is roped in, and uh, but no one to be around as you guys approach the... Um, the dock. Sinjin, you know this is a typical thing for people of your profession. This is a group of people who are coming to cleanse the island. Maybe. Or maybe they're here for what she got. Could be. Let's not find out. So now this is your opportunity. You can choose to join the crew, or you can remain on your dinghy. You can also bring your dinghy along. Do I recognize any of the other uh, boats out there? Give me a perception check. 16 plus 1. There are a couple that you recognize as... um, not so savory um, colleagues of yours. Not Probably so savory colleagues. People who, uh, if they found out you didn't try to at least cleanse the entire island while you were here, may or may not take that as an insult to the profession and probably try and kill you afterwards. And you can only assume because this is your boat that people would have seen you and assume that you're either here trying to do the job or, you know, die trying. Mm-hmm. 
Quick question, how do I get money for my bounties? Um, so typically the way bounties work in the world are uh, you, um, for you, because it's an undead thing, you find the source of whatever is creating the undead and you cut that source out of wherever it is. Um, usually it's like some kind of unnatural um, uh, temple or something to like a god of the dead. Um, and you take a part of the rubble and bring it back to um, a designated world government's um, bounty, okay. you know, reward person. Um, I will say that on your travel to that chest, there was no sign of anything that was actively making these uh, undead things exist. Mm -hmm. And typically, whenever you are on an island, you can easily spot out like where there is a large amount of um, the undead as they're kind of drawn to the main power so they can feed off of it without needing to feed off of living things they can just feed off that power and sustain themselves and so the closer you get to the actual um temple or um construct that is creating the entity uh the the entities to rise up um there'll be more undead around and usually in stronger variations it's like there's 60 that way there yeah so you probably can assume that, like, around you, they were kind of heading towards something, um, but you're not sure. Okay. So what did we interrupt back there? What were you trying to do? I'd kill undead. Did you want to go back in there? I kind of do. <laughs> But I don't think that uh, nothing personal, but by the actions that you two had, that you guys are going to do much help other than being bait. Well, that's fine. Uh, yeah. We got our own ship, Cassie. Come on, let's go. It's nice meeting you, Sinjin. See you around. Thank you I for go keeping back us alive. To my boat. <laughs> Is it in okay shape, or did someone drill a hole in it? Give me a perception check. <laughs> 13 plus 1. Yeah, there's a hole in it. Uh, and it, you know... Okay, so so the ships that you saw, you recognize... You said there's about six of them. You recognize about three of them. The other three you don't recognize, which is concerning because typically the people who hunt undead work together. You know, they don't bring in outsiders unless they met them on the island, you know? So, for all six of them to be here, and for it to be three known who are unsavory, and three unknown, you can either only assume that it is um, for this item, or that they are actively looking to do something that goes against basically your type of bounty hunter's um, order and, and like, constructs. 
um, or and, and like um, way of doing business. The code of honor. Yeah, their code of honor. So even more so, um, it probably wasn't the bounty hunters who drilled the hole, but it was the other three who were like, "Well, we can't let this guy know that we were here doing these things." And your next assumption would probably be that the guys who are with them are probably doing something that not only goes against the code of killing the undead, but is somehow the antithesis of that. Can I try with you guys? Strong with your boat. Cassie? A hole in it. I mean, I'm fine with with the little guy coming along. What do you What do you think? Well, it's your boat, Captain. I don't really have a a say in it, but good answer. Good answer. <laughs> Welcome aboard, Sinjin. Thank you. Uh, just so you know, I've been working uh, on ships since I was about five years old. So for about the past twenty plus years. I've worked on about four different crews. Perfect. You're 25? 26. Damn. All right. Uh, well, we get stuff in order. I'll be right back. I'll go back to my boat, make sure I didn't miss anything. Okay, then sir. I go set the other boats on fire. And then I'll go. <laughs> okay. I'm Nicely start, done. I'm going to start prepping for launch. Yeah. They, when you come back, the ship is ready. Um... And you, uh, as you set sail, um, and the fog begins to lift and remains heavy, uh, you see figures begin to walk out of the, the fog. Um, you can tell that they can't recognize you, and you can't recognize them, but they are all standing on the edge of the island, eyes trained on the ship trying to memorize the appearance. And with that... I want to cover up the emblem. Over the flag. flag oh, no, up. there's no flag yet. There's no flag. Um, there's no name for the pirates. Um, but with that, you leave the island of... Uh, you leave the Isle of Moonlit. And you here are on the deck of the Leaping Marlin with your crew as truly as truly as they can be um still with the devil fruit what do you want to do captain where to next uh well to tell you the truth i've uh I really never thought I'd get to this point. I'm actually a little bit nervous. I don't, don't really know whether I should do it or not. What, take it? Yeah. Well, you must have had your reasons for searching it out. Do you still have those reasons? I do. 
then why not? We need to plot a new course fast. All right. Pavlov's going to pull out the, the fruit, peel it to my new crew. Take a bite. Okay, give me a d20 roll. Don't die. 13. Okay, so while this fruit is not the best tasting fruit, um, it leaves this sour taste in your mouth um, as you chew and swallow the uh, mushy-like uh Fruit, uh, definitely banana in banana like in texture. Um, and seems okay. From recovering after surgery. Seems alright. But man, a banana would sound still be really good right now. Havelock has gone kind of into like this moment of like wild contemplation, um, looking up to the sky. But what you guys see happening is uh, first he starts growing in, in size, even bigger than he already is, uh, going from his six foot eight to to six foot seven eight. to seven and a half to eight feet tall. Massive. You're gonna outgrow this boat if you don't stop growing. His hair grows longer and more wild. Um, his mass, uh, well, that's it's just his that's muscle mass just right expands there. as uh, his fists and his legs get uh, ob ex uh, noticeably more uh, large and defined. Um, and, the, and as he comes back to reality almost, uh, his first words to you are along the lines of like, man, I could use a banana right now. And I could eat a whole tree by now. And as you finish that, you are of the uh, knowledge that you have indeed found and consumed the devil fruit model ape, or uh, in your case, the uh, silverback gorilla. Havlock um. looks at his hands and the fur on his arms and feels his, his pointed, new pointed canines and Look! Cassie! Look! As he, hold, as he holds out his hand, his hand basically is like your entire torso, like his palm is as big as your torso and his fingers extend out. He could probably just like cover your face, or your the upper part of your, your body with his hand at this point. He is simply massive. We're still good, right? <laughs> we're, we're still good? <laughs> he kind of starts jumping around a little bit. The entire, the yeah, the entire <laughs> boat starts rocking you, back and forth. You're gonna tip us over. <laughs> I start beating my chest. 
<laughs> Take that, Dad! Take that! You wanted to be a gorilla? Dog! <laughs> Why did you want to be a gorilla? <laughs> the best. <laughs> Alright. What island has bananas? Let's go. Alright, and with that, we're going to end the episode on that super high note with uh, a dog barking and a monkey uh, monkeying around. Uh... <laughs> Remember everyone to uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagrams. Um, we release episodes every other week on Thursdays. I can't wait to see everyone. It has been such a wild ride so far. And Andre, thanks for joining the crew. Absolutely. We'll see you next time.